The Nourish Queen Show, episode 002. Could your digestive system be distressed? We'll talk about how you can restore it naturally if that's the case. Welcome back to the Nourish Queen Show, the podcast where we talk about all things weight, mood, and hormones. My name is Denise Trudeau, and today we're talking about how your digestive system might be distressed, and if so, what can you do to resolve it naturally? So here's my question for you for today. Do you experience frequent bouts of diarrhea, constipation, bloating, or maybe heartburn? Heartburn so often that you find it necessary to keep a bottle of antacids in your purse, your desk, and your car? Is your gas and bloating sometimes so bad that you feel like there's a little creature inside of you fighting to get out? Does it inhibit your performance at work, causing you not to give your best? Because all you can think about is that cramping happening happening inside your stomach. Or maybe it keeps you at home, not engaged in the fun and activities and pastimes that bring you so much joy and happiness. You know, it's not really always easy to talk about these kinds of issues. And we're often taught not to, right? But symptoms like these could be signs that your digestive system is distressed. And, you know, the question is, well, what's causing all of the upset? And the reality is, is it could be a number of things. But the two major drivers are either intolerances, typically food intolerances, or pathogens in our, in our digestive tract. So let's talk first about intolerances. One of the main causes of digestive upset is intolerance to specific types of food. And an intolerance essentially means that you're overly sensitive to a food or a food group. So eating it causes inflammation in your body. And the, along with that comes digestive issues that can make you feel not your best. Intolerance isn't as dangerous as an allergy. An allergy like something like celiac disease, which can cause tremendous problems and is a disease process if you eat gluten, for example. But the reality is, is that intolerances can be just as disruptive to our life as allergies. It disrupts our health, our well-being, our happiness, our sense of like ease in the world. And the tough part is that a lot of women have intolerances that they're not aware of. And the tough part is that a lot of women have intolerances that they're not aware of. And they also don't know that there's a lot of tests out there now, lab tests that we can do, to test for those specific intolerances. There's also things that we can do like elimination diets to kind of figure it out without lab testing. So there's a lot of area that work that's been done in this area. Some of the most common food intolerances for all of us and women as well are gluten, dairy, and soy. Those are the big top three. Additives and preservatives can also create intolerances in our body leaving our belly rumbling after we eat them and often in search of the nearest restroom. 
So outside of lab testing, a simple way I talked about this just a second ago to test for intolerances is to remove the food from your diet for a couple weeks. And then you reintroduce it back in in a controlled environment and you get curious and you observe and you see if there's any difference. And by doing this across different food groups over a period of time, we're able to discover if our diet is partly to blame for digestive issues that we're experiencing. Okay, so that's intolerances. Let's talk a little bit about pathogens. So pathogens is a term that encompasses things like bacteria, viruses, parasites, even yeast. And a lot of us have yeast infections um, periodically or even chronically. And we think about, you know, candida, albicans, um, and the sugar and carb issues that go along with that. But there's a whole host of bacteria and parasites and viruses that go along with creating a lot of digestive distress. What makes these troubling <clears throat> is that much of conventional medicine, the, the medications that they prescribe to resolve the issues, while they may work short-term, they can create some pretty long-term negative consequences. And so the question is, well, how is that? Why is that? Well, these types of medications tend to block the production of stomach acid, which when we're having heartburn, if we reduce our stomach acid, it can make us feel better in the short term, and I get that. But ultimately, it can cause even more problems because oftentimes it's not the lack of stomach, it's not too much stomach acid, but rather too little stomach acid that's the root cause of our symptoms. When we have too little acid, we have problems digesting our food and absorbing the nutrients from the foods that we eat. We also see a slower transit time of a food working its way through our system. And we know that it's not broken down as quickly in the stomach, for example, like acids required to break down meat and protein in our, in our stomach. When we don't have enough acid, it takes longer, and then there's gas that gets resulting in, um, in, that, in that slowdown of acid. So we also see an increase in some bacteria and pathogens that they're able to survive in an environment that's less acidic because we're removing some of the acid, right? So essentially, we're trading one problem for another. And that's why, you know, we talk about this all the time, but that's why it's so important to get to the root cause of our problems instead of putting band-aids on them and just treating the symptoms. While this could involve testing to see what's bothering you and what's causing your symptoms, there are other things that you can do in the interim that can help you. And so I want to talk about some of those today. Um, and obviously, you know, we look at things from a natural perspective. What can we do naturally to get our body to heal itself without medications and surgeries and other more drastic um, resolution. So let's think about natural digestive relief. If you're suffering with gut upset, one of the first things you wanna look at is your stress level. When we're under chronic stress day after day, and that can be the case, you know, when we're working big jobs, we've got a lot of responsibility at home, maybe we're caring for a sick parent. What happens is our digestive system can become inflamed. By you taking the time 
to de-stress your life, you can often find almost immediate and instant relief to a lot of the digestive upset we talked about earlier. You also want to pay attention to your diet. Limit the refined carbs and sugar. That can impact the um, potential for yeast almost immediately. Sometimes spicy foods or foods that are high in acid can create stomach upset and cramps. You also want to think about practicing mindful eating. And that may seem odd, but when you consume your meals in a nice and slow pace, we are able, better able to digest our food. So think about this. When we're under stress, that is called um, the stress response. And it's the sympathetic nervous system that's engaged and we're ready to fight or flight. The opposite of that is the parasympathetic nervous system and that's our rest and digest. So think about it. If we're fighting a tiger, do we really need to be out there digesting our food or being able to reproduce? No, our body is fully engaged in being able to fight, flee, or freeze. And so when we remove ourselves out of that stress response, slow down, calm down, breathe, relax, enjoy our meal, we move from the stress response to the rested and digest response. And obviously, we're better able to digest, absorb, and assimilate all that goodness from our food and our meals. So slowing down at mealtimes, you know, taking an extra 10 or 15 minutes setting a nice place, calming down, giving gratitude for our food before we start, chewing our food more thoroughly, enjoying our company. All of these things at mealtimes can make a huge difference in how our gut feels. Okay, finally I want to talk about getting enough physical activity in your week. Our bodies are not meant to be sedentary and a fit healthy body is much more able to handle the digestive work required. Our digestion, it's a lot of work on our body to do that. Plus, you know, and you've heard it a million times, that when we eat a large meal for dinner, especially late at night, and then we go lie down or go to bed, we're asking for problems because we're not giving ourselves enough time to properly digest that meal. And remember, at night when we sleep, that's the time that our bodies get to repair and restore. If they have a huge meal to digest before they can do that work, before it can do that work, we are forfeiting time that our body has to rejuvenate and repair. And so we're not in optimal health. We don't wake up in the morning rested and repaired and ready to tackle our day. We don't have as much to use the next day when we didn't repair the night before. So having that smaller meal, doing it earlier in the evening, um, moving some more, and then choosing to eat in a nice slow pace can make a huge difference. Remove the stress and so much happens in our life. So here's one more question I want you to think about. Do you think that lack of symptoms Digestive symptoms in this case means that you don't have any problems. About 50% of the women that come to me who have digestive issues after we've looked at testing, they don't have digestive symptoms, which is kind of weird, right? 
So does it mean that if you have good digestive function that you don't experience symptoms like diarrhea, constipation, bloating, heartburn, gas, and all the rest? Not exactly. You can have none of these issues and still have poor digestive function. Oftentimes, when we have digestive distress, the symptoms will present in other ways other than stomach ache and gas and bloating and cramps. It can be mood issues. It can be inflammation, joint pain, uh, skin outbreaks, our face could break out. Just because you don't feel digestive upset doesn't mean that your unwanted health symptoms are not a result of digestive issues. So working with a functional health practitioner can help you play detective and really figure out the root cause of those symptoms and get you on the road to optimal health and happiness. We're here to help you do that. But in the meantime, think about some of the things that I shared with you today. Good digestion means good health, bottom line. And when your digestive tract is functioning efficiently and effectively, you're better able to absorb the most nutrients from your food which means that you're not going to be at risk of deficiencies that rob you of your health and your wellness. You'll also spend less time in the restroom and more time enjoying life with the people that you love doing the things that make you happy. You do not have to spend your days dealing with cramps and stomach aches and worrying whether you're going to be, you know, quote, gassy at inopportune times, like in the middle of an important meeting or walking down the hall with your boss. Even if you've always thought that like living life with this digestive distress is a normal part of life. I think you now know differently and you can do something about this. And you absolutely, I want to encourage you to expect that and prioritize this so that you can resolve these issues. Because when you do, when you look good and you feel good, you live better. So take care of your body and it's going to take care of you. We don't get a replacement. So We've got to make this one work. Come visit us over in the free Nourish Queen Facebook group for more information on do-it-yourself hacks and little programs that I give away for free. Or come join us in the Gut Health and Repair program, the Restore program, and put your digestive symptoms behind you forever. All right, ladies, that's it for today. I hope you have a fantastic day or evening, no matter where you are in the world, and we will see you next time. Take care. Signing off. This is Denise Trudeau. Bye-bye.